Hey, murder lovers, my name is Mackenzie. This is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Diet Coke, Chaos, and Cuss Words. Oh gosh, Diet Coke is sponsor <laughs> of. What do I have to do? Straight to it. Straight to it. No fillers. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. It's fine. We're just adjusting. All right. So, going to get straight to it. No dilly-dallying. Today's case is about Gerald Bullinger. Okay. Dun-dun-dun. Okay. So, I saw this case. I heard about it. And then... It was like a quick 15-minute video on a YouTube page. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I have a lot more questions. So what I've been doing usually is going on YouTube just to find as many videos as I can on a subject. And I'll just start listening to them as I'm going through the week so I can immerse myself in the topic and get to know the case. I can't do that because then the recommended videos come up and I'm like, Um, that looks interesting. I I. It's a struggle, but I try to stay true. But on this case, believe it or not, there's two videos. That's it? In all of the YouTube. The YouTube universe. In all of the YouTube. There's two videos. Maybe three of a remake of one of the videos. But for the most part, I was left with a lot of questions. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to Google it and I'm going to look for it on podcast because I do the same thing. As I'm doing stuff around the house. And same thing. I was just left with this need of wanting to know what the hell happened. Mm -hmm. So the case of Gerald Bollinger. Not many have covered it. Because it's this weird case where it's almost unsolved. And I'll explain that here in a minute. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of crazy. His life is super crazy. Gerald Michael Bollinger. Some people call him Mike, but we're just going to go with Gerald because that's his name, right? So he had a pretty normal upbringing. There's no signs of abuse or signs of a broken home of any sort in Utah. He met his first wife in college. They were both freshmen. Mm -hmm. They fell in love. At this point, they... It's not clear whether they whether he became or was already a part of the LDS church, but when they finished college, they got married at the LDS temple. It seems like to the outside world that they would have had a normal life, a normal married life. They had two children, but his wife, his first wife, was Jackie, and She is still alive. She's not the one who died in this situation. She has been interviewed now and has said that about a year in, into her 10-year marriage, she was already really unhappy. He was a cheater, a liar, all these things that you don't want in a husband and a life partner. And on top of all that, he was both mentally and physically abusive. So she, because of their beliefs asked the LDS church to grant them a divorce. Yeah. The church did not grant it. Of course not. So 
life went on. She kind of just dealt with things and she suppressed, you know, the, these feelings that she had. She was obviously not a very happy person at this point. Yeah. And it wasn't until 10 years into their marriage that Gerald granted her the divorce. He went mm-hmm. on to marry right away with the woman that he had been having an affair with during his first marriage. So he married a, his second wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know much about her. Again, she is not the dead person in this case. But we just know that he divorced her and he married his third wife, which is Cheryl. Because she was the one that he was having an affair with, with for the second wife. So there was always an overlap of affairs and marriages. There was never a time that he was single from the time that he got married the first time. So he always had this trajectory of marry someone, have an affair, get married with the, divorce them, get married with the one you're having an affair with, with the mistress. Is it just me or like... No. No, I... Okay. (laughs) All right. We didn't even have to say anything, but no. (laughs) You know, know. I'm kind of like... If you know, you know. seems on the nose. (laughs) Yeah. But, so here's the twist in all that, because that's what I was thinking, too, that this is someone that would either would like to explore or is accepting of the idea of multiple spouses at the same time, you know? So, but, first wife... LDS, second wife, not much is known about her. Third wife actually practice practices Hinduism. Oh. I know. That's complete a complete 180. Very left turn, yeah. Right. So with his third wife, he also starts practicing Hinduism. Interesting. They start going to their temple completely together. He met Cheryl. While they were both on a plane individually on a trip to Alaska. Cheryl's the third third wife. wife. Okay. Yeah. So complete random meetup. But from there, they just kind of fell head over heels and they just took off from there. Yeah. Um, He was, career-wise, he was a pilot. On top of being a pilot, like a private pilot, he did a lot of survivalist stuff. He went out camping and fishing and, you know, he did a lot of boating and then he, um, he did a lot of outdoor stuff. Yeah. Okay. And that'll come into play later. So in 2014, while him and Cheryl are married, they buy a house, but by they, I mean, it was all in Cheryl's name. Mm -hmm. By the time that all of this unravels, they've been married for 10 years as well. Um, during this these 10 years, Cheryl was a teacher. She mm-hmm. was an educator. Uh, she primarily focused on deaf and blind students. So she had a job that was sort of more of a calling, something yeah. that she really, you know, loved and cared for. And no one said lights up a room when she walks in. Okay. But <laughs> they did say that she was just a great person, a great addition to every community that she was in. And she, you know, they had a loving relationship. She never uh, confided on it to anyone that she was either being mentally or physically abused by Gerald. Okay. So no one knows that there, I mean, there's no accounts of that happening in that relationship that she had. Okay. Prior to getting to that 10-year mark, though, around the 8-year mark, 
he started having an affair. Oh, my gosh. Again. This time, it was with a woman named Nadia. I've seen some reports and I've seen some audio, either YouTube or podcasts. I for I believe mispronounce her name mm-hmm. because it's N-A-D-J-A. Okay. I don't believe it would have been Nadja. If it is, I apologize. In my experience, that J is sometimes pronounced as an I. Yeah. She was German. So I believe that J is sometimes pronounced as an I. I actually think it might be Nadja. It might be Nadja. Shit. Now what do I call her then? <laughs> we call her Nadia. And okay. It is We're going to call is. her Nadia. So we have, we have a listener that's in Germany. In 2015, he went to get a massage, and this is where he met his fourth mistress that we know of, Nadia Medley. She had a daughter uh, that she had had in 2002, Peyton, so she was 12 years old at this time. They hit it off. He started meeting up with her and continuing an actual relationship with her, with Nadia, even though her house was only... Eight minutes away from Cheryl's house, from his home, Ooh, that's dangerous. with his wife. That's one wrong turn. In the same freaking town. Yeah. In Utah. That is so dangerous. Yeah, because literally, like, you could turn onto the wrong street and be like, oh. what is my husband's car doing at some Oh, my gosh. So then, what's funny is that he just, I mean, he played, he played it cool. Mm-hmm. He never let anyone know what's going on. Obviously, he's been getting away with this kind of crap well, he's for years. Seasoned, he's, yeah. yeah, right. He knows what he's doing. But it's really funny that he never put up a stink about being, like, having pictures taken taken of him or mm-hmm. of them together. Now, Nadia has a 12-year-old who is very active on social media. She has a YouTube channel, and she's just always texting her friends, and she has a Facebook, Nadia, herself. And they're always posting these pictures of them together. Peyton grows really fond of of Gerald mm-hmm. and starts calling him father. Well, that's creepy. Starts calling him dad. Don't love that. And he takes... He takes her under his wing and starts taking her on all these outdoor things that she likes to do. So they go camping together as a family, the three of them, and they go do all these outdoor things. So he really starts caring for her like a father figure would. Mm -hmm. With that said, they have a little rough patch in the relationship between him and Nadia because she did see a check stub that he's bringing home around 10K a month. Whoa, what's he do? Oh, yeah, he's, he's a, a pilot. pilot. That's right. And she had asked him for a little bit of financial help. I don't know if it was just to make ends meet that month or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he said no. And she's like, well, what the hell is this pay stub then? You're getting a butt ton of money. But then eventually. I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of with him on this because I'm like. It's you're not, not your obligated to no, pay sure. for somebody that you're not. And I don't know what the amount was. Yeah. But there was something where I'm sure Nadia was tipped off. Like something is wrong. If you're getting 10K a month and I don't know what she asked him for. Let's say $1,000. You should have some savings. But this should have been her first sign that he was keeping up a whole nother household with that money. They decided that they were going to go buy some property in Idaho. In Rexburg, Idaho, I believe. They buy a farm. 
He's still with married to Cheryl. He's still married to Cheryl. And they go and buy a farm in early 2017, in early, in May. And Nadia moves in. Her daughter Peyton moves in. Nadia even posts on Facebook, like, hey, guys, I might be off the phones a little bit and off of Facebook for a bit. We're moving. We got a farm there. We're going to be moving and everything's going to be hectic for a little bit. So don't mind us just going to be if I'm MIA, but Mm -hmm. we're going to move to Idaho. We're going to live out our happy lives there. Everyone in Nadia's life says that Gerald treated her like a freaking queen. That he treated both her and her daughter like absolute queens. Everything they wanted. He was very sweet to them. Very sweet to the friends as well. There was no signs of anything that was wrong. Oh, and they had a lot of animals too. So she was excited to have some room for her animals. There's even... So to this day, their Facebook pages are still active. Mm -hmm. And there's videos that Nadia had gone and posted like the days beginning of them going on the farm of her walking around the farm and showing the property and showing a shed and like she was excited to make it like her little she shed and all these things and um and just have room for her horses that she was gonna get horses she had all this livestock and their house even though it is a farm house they do have really close by neighbors so the neighbor next door is about 30 feet away Mm -hmm. so they're settling in this is where it gets funny Cheryl's planning on moving into this house, too. I know. (laughs) She has no idea about Nadia and Peyton. And Nadia has no idea about her, I'm sure. And here's where it gets tricky. Yeah, you're right. They don't know about each other. Cheryl was back in Utah getting things ready for the big move because she was going to sell her house so they can be making the move over to Idaho. And they are... Planning on her coming out a couple weeks later, like at the end of June, mm-hmm. because that's when, you know, school's over, everything's wrapped up, everything's going to be ready for mo- for the move, etc., etc. As far as she knows right now, Gerald is out on a job, coming in and out, trying to get stuff fixed up at the house at the new farm. And Cheryl decides... I'm going to make the drive and surprise him. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so she picks up her car. She starts driving down. And on June 8th, gets there. June 8th, 2017. Oh, She gets boy. to the farm. Now, the details of what happened after this are not known. The specific details. Some people speculate that maybe the women had an encounter and said, who are you? Well, then who are you? You know, I'm Gerald's wife. I'm Gerald's girlfriend. Who are you? And something happened where I'm, (laughs) the way I imagine it, they probably sat down at the kitchen table, coffee in hand, waiting for him to walk through the door like, sir, you've got some explaining to do. (laughs) Because I don't imagine the women going... You know, to blows oh, on I this. Oh, I totally can. I can totally see well, that. Some people think that too. That maybe one of the two women over, not overreacted, but reacted violently. Yeah. What we know now is that that same day, one of Peyton's friends named Sydney, back where their previous home was, tried texting her and didn't hear from her. But she figured she's busy. I don't know if she has signal where she lives yet, etc. 
so she didn't think much of it. She waited 10 days and she still hadn't heard from Peyton. Oh, so no. Sydney told her mom and yeah. her mom called the local police in Idaho and was and asked for a welfare check. Yeah. So police show up. Nothing looks too bad. Nothing looks disheveled in the house. Mm-hmm. But they get near the shed. Oh. And they smell something awful. An unmistakable smell. I'm sure. They open the shed and they find a tarp covering three bodies. Three? Three bodies. Cheryl is Sydney's, a savage. Sydney's friend gets wind of this and because all she asked for was a welfare check, but then all she saw on the news and, you know. Three bodies on, have been discovered. Three bodies were discovered. So she figured she had no idea about his wife. Mm-hmm. So she thought it was a murder-suicide. Yeah. Nadia, Peyton, and Gerald. Oh, no. It was Nadia, Peyton, and, and Cheryl. Cheryl. I thought Cheryl was the one that was going to come out on top in all of this. Nope. Oh, he just, like, eliminated uh, all of his huh? problems. So Oh, I'm so them... upset now. That really changed how I felt. Now, this was the middle... They were discovered on... June 19th. Yeah. So a full 10, 11 days from the last time that anyone had heard from any of the girls. It's a long or, time for you to get rid of the bodies. Or from specifically the day that Cheryl for sure got into town, right? So yeah. 11 days. Yes, that is a long time in a hot shed under a tarp in Idaho. Yeah, freaking so bury unfortunately, them, idiot. the police, what they found was very badly decomposed bodies to the point where they could not recognize sex, race, age at all. Nothing from that these was bodies distinguishing. Yeah. Because they were under they were in an oven, essentially, under a tarp. Like they were there's just oh. So um three bodies, the three women, or two women and one girl, 14 years old. Peyton was 14 years old and three dogs. The dogs? Mm-hmm. Why the dogs? So Probably because the dogs attacked him. Exactly. That is definitely one of the theories out there. And I was talking to Kara about this earlier. And she said exactly the same thing. She's like, why the dogs? And I was like, think about it. I think the dogs were being defensive of their owners. Yeah, they totally were. They either sensed the shit storm that was happening or they actually saw them get hurt first, and then they probably started barking or howling Tried or whatever. To exactly, yeah. one way or another. Once they did the autopsy on the bodies, they realized that they were all shots to the head, back of the head, execution style. Whoa. Yes, right? Oh my gosh. So, very purposeful, nothing like a, um, a shot because of a interaction you know with someone like a struggle nothing that happened within the struggle no self-defense right so i don't know we again no one knows exactly what happened either he was there when cheryl showed up and you know they're all fighting or he saw them show he saw cheryl show up and he brought nadia and we don't know where the initial crime scene is we just know that's where the bodies ended up inside the shed oh that's interesting so it there's no proof of it happening in the house or anything or outside and the neighbors 
you know, 11 days after that the police are canvassing the area, there's no reports of shots being heard or any type of disturbances or yelling or anything. So they couldn't exactly pinpoint when this crime had happened. What they could say is that it had happened either the night of the 8th or the morning of the 9th. Interesting. So by the time that the police got, you know, to the welfare check, discovered the bodies, etc. It's been a minute. He's had 11-day head start. Yeah. He fled, obviously. obviously. He's not there. He didn't, um, you know, take himself out. He didn't out. stick around. He did not stick around. There is no proof of any cash withdrawals or anything. So we don't know exactly where he, if he was going to be needing money, wherever he was going, how he was going to do it. Credit cards stopped working, except for the morning of the 10th surveillance video of him eating breakfast at a small cafe. And then that was in Namba, Idaho. And then the next thing you know, there's record of him picking up Cheryl's car at a mechanic shop her Ford Focus so he left his truck jumped somewhere and he picked up her Ford Focus I think to throw off the scent right, of what car I'm in for, yeah exactly you've got to remember he's done outdoor living before and he likes this and yeah. he's proficient at it enough to where he takes people out and he calls himself like a little you know outdoorsman type thing so they don't find his car again until July 12th. So almost an entire month from when they discovered the bodies. So they found the Ford Focus at the edge of the Bridge Teton National Forest in Wyoming. Boy, in the U.S., we have a lot of freaking national parks. There is whole podcasts dedicated to people disappearing in national parks here because they are vast. They are, they're just, you can get lost even as a person that wants to come out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if someone is trying to get in to get lost, can very easily do so. Or to seem like they're lost. They put out a national warrant because at this point he's crossed different state lines um, and a warrant on his arrest and they do put out some deputies they do grid searches they only do this though for a couple days I'm talking like two or three days they see no sign of him and they call off the search oh okay well then that's it and the sheriffs are quoted saying that they just think he would have not have made it and that he would not have survived a couple of the cold nights out there because of his age. He's in his 60s at this point. I don't agree. But. So there is there has been some accounts. Or I swear some, to God you're telling me that he's never been found. He has never been found. Oh my God. So this happened in 2017 and this man is still at large. 100% has not been caught. There is no body of his that has been found either. And there is animals in these forests, right? Like there's yeah. no denying that. There is big animals. There's big, big game. There's, you know, there's moose, there's bear, there's mountain lions. I mean, so there, there's big stuff out there that could absolutely hurt a human, kill them, drag them, do all these things. But I think that the lack of effort put into searching for someone who murdered three people is just 
Although I Abysmal. can't even begin to imagine how you search the Grand Tetons. Like I have no. You know, how do you go about that? Because you can't do you can't do overhead surveillance because it's too dense to. Yeah, see but do like a end. heat sensor or something, like something. Yeah, at least I don't for know. the like initially, like the you know day Maybe one like or do two. Maybe do a week. Yeah, something make it seem like you freaking tried. Yeah, but they totally gave up on the search right now. Technically, the case is solved. Because they're saying that they've declared he him did dead it or whatever. And that they've declared him dead. But there has been people, there's two accounts very specific that say a couple that was hiking, that they passed a man matching his description, and that he looked like he was ill-equipped to be out there for as far in as they were. Yeah. But obviously at that point, they had been hiking. They had no idea, completely different state, that it was possibly someone that was being looked for. So that's just a possible sighting. And then there's another possible sighting with two more men near the border. Uh So it's it's possible that he hitchhiked his way out of the freaking forest. Shape, you know, I don't know. Change of hair color. If he had the money, if he had the means, I mean, he he knew how to survive out there for sure, for at least a little bit, you know? That's and wild. I think he probably played the old man card, I'm lost, help me get to, back yeah. to the city card as a hitchhiker. And if you're not from the area and there is no alert to be either looking out for this man or something... Then you're not going to know. Yeah. You're not going to know. I mean, heck, there's an alert right now to be looking out for somebody here in Portland, and I have no idea what he looks like. Right. So I think it's very possible that he hitchhiked his way out of there. Yeah. And then just made a new life for himself elsewhere. He's a pilot who, I mean, if so, if a pilot came to me with enough cash to an airport, a private airport, you know, yeah. and needed to fly a plane to XYZ, then... He had the money and he had the license, then I would rent it to him. So, I don't know. He could literally be anywhere in the U.S. right now. I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead either. Uh Uh-uh. I think he has a new wife. If anything, that's another theory that I was exploring. Some people believe that he had possibly another mistress or another woman, but he has enough manipulation skills to either keep her from... Reading these possible newspapers or, you know, or she's news articles. Huh? Or she's in on it and she's like. Or she's in on it. Yeah. Thank God I'm the only one together. now. Exactly. Yeah. So lots of theories out there. This man is still at large. That's why I was saying. It's a little bit of, I think, unsolved in the way that he has not seen his day in court, which yeah. he needs to. And nobody I, knows where he is. Right. Yeah. I think the, the leaving the car at the edge of the forest is a complete. You know, yeah. Um, I think that's to throw people off. Oh, absolutely. I so he's out. I think I he's think still he's, out there. Yeah, I agree. But three women. So, um, yeah. There's some videos out there of uh, that Peyton put on YouTube. Uh, she's just a teenager wow. doing using that as a creative outlet, and unfortunately, he truncated her life. So. That's the story of Gerald Bullinger, that piece of shit. Um, Nadia, Peyton Medley, and Cheryl Baker. That's wild. Let's go get him. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, everyone, suit up. <laughs> 
Get in the car. I feel like we're like the Power Rangers. <laughs> Meet up at the Grand Teton Forest. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. like storming Area 51. Let's storm Grand Tetons. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Except like, I don't really want to go to the Grand Tetons and just like storm it, honestly. I just want to go to the Grand the Tetons to get a damn sweatshirt. I like, I want to go and see it, but like, don't, don't say no. we have to spend a night out there. Like, this is, this is. If an, I had a bus though? This is an indoor body. Maybe. Yeah, you are an indoor <laughs> body. If I had a Volkswagen bus, then I might. Maybe. No, I still wouldn't. All right. Any questions, comments? It was just an interesting story that no one else has covered. I'm like, yeah. this should be something that people um, are talking about. Should talk about it more, and it, we should be looking out for this very, very dangerous, manipulative man. I agree. Who is freaking scary? Yeah, because he just did it methodically, laid them down, covered them. It didn't seem like he ran away with a freaking rush because he There's still no, got to the car just fine. He switched no cars. idea where he shot them or how no. he managed to like shoot them all execution style. That's right, bizarre to me. Right, I don't know how, how you would do that. How did he get all of them to to get into the position? I literally like, like how do you get the daughter to do that without the mom interfering, or do you a get them, you know the 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 mom to do that without the daughter interfering and vice versa. A silencer. Or, yeah, probably. I Very literally likely. like I thought Cheryl wild out and like killed them all. Yeah. I was like, damn Cheryl. <laughs> damn Cheryl. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Plot Crazy twist. Story. Tea time. Tea time. I think I just have like a what the Florida today. You did have one? I do have one. Okay, cool. It's like two, but one of them's not like a very good palate cleanser. I need a, I like palate cleanser, Florida's. Not a palate cleanser, but it's like, it's something truly only a Floridian would do. <laughs> Man throws baby at deputies after high speed chase. <laughs> what? A father <laughs> threw his two month old baby at deputies after high speed chase in Indian River County, Florida. Deputy Jacob Kirby caught the baby as the other deputies arrested John James III. James led police on a wild chase after he was seen driving recklessly in Barrow Beach. And instead of pulling over, he drove through red lights and stop signs with his baby in the vehicle. Eventually, he was ended up in a dead end and decided there was only one way out of the situation. And in his attempt to get away, the suspect threw the baby right at Deputy (laughs) Kirby. He said, not a little toss or anything. He just turned around, overhand threw this two-month-old. Overhand? Yeah. Overhand threw this two-month-old at me from about six feet away. Jesus. Said that he smelled of alcohol, and miraculously, the deputy caught the baby, and he was not injured. He said, I'm happy to say the kid is all right, and that he has no injuries. He's safe, and the guy is behind bars. And he has now been charged with aggravated child abuse, reckless driving, aggravated battery of an officer, resisting arrest with violence, and fleeing and eluding. Wow. I just, like, I don't know what goes through your mind where you're like, I know what I'll do. I will throw my child at him. (laughs) Like a baseball. Overhand throw. I'm just glad the baby's safe. Yeah. Um, I'd pay to watch that dash cam. Oh, there is a dash cam. Oh, no way. Yeah. How much would you pay? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. That's funny. Glad the baby's safe. That was from my friend Stephanie. So thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Stephanie.
anything else. A really good documentary. It's called The Man on the 32nd Floor. Is that about the Las Vegas shooting? Yes. I thought I... I think I saw clips from that. So, 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 so good. Hold on. I'll look it up so I can tell people what platform it's on. Yeah. Um, But they do a really good job. At least for me, I'm very visual. They did a digitized imaging of the Mandalay Bay where the shooter was at. And they do, like, GPS tracking, like, showing you where officers were at, where he was at. Watch a killer on Floor 32. Hulu. Hulu. Uh, They do have the footage from the people on the ground at the concert, but they also show footage from the... The officers, right? The officers. Yeah. And just their point of view, and it's just... I think that's where I saw it. It's like, um, I think on TikTok, somebody uploaded a clip of them in like the tent that did like the medical tent or whatever. And they hear the shots. Okay, well, there's a thing on TikTok. I don't know if it was related to this or not, but there was a clip on TikTok of the officers inside the medical tent, like Mm. helping people, you know, the ones that are too drunk or whatever, you know. And you can hear the rounds going off. And then, like, they're not really reacting to it. And then something happens or whatever. And you can hear one of them go, oh my God, was that real? And they didn't think that it was really happening. And then all of a sudden, like, body cam, you see them all running out of the tent towards where the shots are firing from. Which is, it's just incredible to see the, you know, how valiant they are just running to it as people are running away from it. It's just, it's just all the feels. Literally, like, (sighs) I know people have their feelings about this kind of thing or whatever, but watching officers run towards the sounds of gunshots, I will never get over how I feel every time I see that. Yeah. It's a lot to get your mind around. The fact that they do it without even thinking about it, too. Oh, yeah. And it takes a special like, kind of person to do that. Yeah. So, I just... Oh. Um, and they did a really good job of tracking down where it was happening from. Yeah. They very so, quickly really good documentary. In. I mean, I, I put it on to be a background show while I was doing other stuff, other stuff, and I ended up doing nothing. I just watched it, and I was just sitting there. And I, I usually don't react to stuff, like, physically or audibly when I'm watching stuff, but... I was reacting left and right on this because I was like, oh, my Jesus Christ. Like, what is happening? Yeah. It is a really, really good documentary. So, totally recommend it. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. I'm a little upset that you didn't tell me about it at the time, I, but that's It fine. was last night at, like, 1130. Okay, that's yeah, fine then. No. So, <laughs> I know not to you. text you at 1130, so. <laughs> I mean, you can. I'm up. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know. All right, guys. So thanks for listening to this week's case. I hope you're liking the new format. If you haven't done so already, we'd really, really appreciate an iTunes review. As always, we welcome feedback, but we love five stars. If you haven't done so already, we'd really appreciate it. Yep, and you can follow us over on Instagram at a stranger danger podcast. You can email us a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. There, we're on almost every platform that you follow your pages on. And then also, if you haven't done so already, we'd love to have you as a Patreon. There is bonus content on there. And then you're also subject to getting some of the goodies. So if you haven't joined already, please check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Stranger Danger. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.